All right, we pick up on Daf Mem Hay Amud Bet Forty Five B at the Mishnah, uh, and the Mishnah says uh, again for Tikkun Olam uh, we carry on with that uh, kind of uh, idea. Hamoshi etishto mishum shemra. If a man divorces his wife. Uh, and he says, because it's uh, because there's a suspicion she committed adultery, uh, he's not allowed to take her back. <coughs> the Gemara will explain uh, why not. Mishum uh, Neder, also, if she took a vow, uh, then also, he's never allowed to take her back. Uh, and and, uh, and that's it. So, Rabbi uh, Hudomar, Rabbi Huda disagrees uh, with uh, the second point. He probably agrees with the first point. He agrees that if she committed adultery, or you hear she committed adultery, at least there's a rumor. Uh, that she could can't take her back, but <coughs> on the second point, Kornedos Yadua Borabim Yadu Borabim. He says if uh, the the public is aware of uh, this vow, lo uh, echzir, and that's it. Other you know other people are taking the presence of other people, and once it's taken, the presence of other people can't be dissolved, and that's uh, and that's it. Otherwise, um, uh, it could be that people uh, know that even though it was in front of a whole lot of people, if you now revoke it, it might. Uh, come to make people take vows lightly. We'll, we'll discuss that more also in the Gemara, how many people, uh, etc. Uh, it says in the in situation where uh, there are uh, a, a vow that the public knew about, uh, he's not allowed to uh, take her back ever again. Uh, it's a vow uh, that the public did not uh, know about. Uh, they weren't aware of it. He is allowed to remarry her. Okay, Rabbi Meir uh, takes that and, and tweaks it a bit more. Rabbi Meir, uh, if you need to go to a rabbi and do it. Obviously, we remember from the Darren, there are uh, different um, vows that the husband can annul. Uh, there are vows that uh, between him and her affecting their relationship. Uh, he can annul them personally. He does not need to go uh, to any uh, rabbi to do that. That's uh, known as hafarat uh, nadarim. And then also, but then there are vows uh, that uh, that maybe also couldn't do them in time, uh, but they're vows that uh, don't affect their personal relationship. But uh, they there are other vows, and and uh, he can t- that she can go to a chacham and do he gets hatarat nadarim, not hafarat hatarat nadarim, and she can do that, and uh, and that's it. So uh, if you have to go to a chacham to have them annulled, uh, he's not allowed to marry you. It says lo uh, then he's not allowed to marry. She ainotzrich chakirat chacham. Chacham, uh, if it doesn't need uh, an investigation of a Chacham, he himself could do it uh, then. Yaxir, uh, he is allowed to take her back. Ama Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says, listen, Lo Amrize, Ela Bimnaze. No, he says uh, you're not allowed to remarry her in both cases. Um, uh, because you know, one because of the real reason uh, where she where she says uh, because of the fact you might agree with Rabbi Meir uh, from the point of view of a you need a chacham, but he says even in the other case uh, where it's a vow uh, that doesn't need a chacham to annul it uh, still because you could get confused uh, between the two. I'm Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, and the son of Rabbi Huda uh, says as follows: Masse betziadan taidan in in taidan. There was an incident that happened. A man says to his wife: Konam im ani megaresh Konam if I don't uh, divorce you, and then avagarsha, and then he divorce you. However, hituru lo chachamim sheachzirenu pnei tikkun alam. And the rabbis did allow him to remarry her uh, because of uh, the better the benefit betterment of the world. Okay, and that uh, be- the societal benefit. All right, so. 
that is the Mishnah. Now, uh, the Gemara immediately picks up uh, and says, you know, what are the reasons? Amar Rav Yosef bar Minyumi, Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Yosef bar Minyumi says that Rav Nachman says, Avu Shamar Allah, Vishom Shemra Ani Motziacha. He says, I'm, uh, the only reason you wouldn't be allowed to take her back uh, is because he specifically says, uh, because I'm, I'm divorcing you specifically uh, because of what this bad rumor uh, that I've heard about you. Or Mishum Neder Ani Motziacha. I'm, I'm sending you out because of this vow uh, that I can't uh, live with, etc. Uh, so what is, uh, in, according to this version, Kasava uh, what is the reason that Rav Nachman holds you're not allowed to ever remarry her? Mishum Kilkula, because of uh, the, the damage that he could cause her at a later stage. Uh, because if he says uh, to her specifically, uh, then, uh, and he says, you know, this is almost like the reason uh, for my divorce, uh, you know, he almost is making it uh, a type of condition uh, for the divorce, and therefore, um, uh, and then uh, it's found out, or he comes back at a later point in time, he says, listen, I've investigated, it wasn't true, uh, etc. And now she, got, she would have got remarried, she thought the get was a good divorce, and he's coming along now and, and claiming uh, the get was given under false pretenses. Uh, and I, uh, I checked it out, you weren't involved in any uh, illicit relationship, uh, adulterous relationship, and therefore uh, it's no good. Now that's going to cause a kill uh, because of the fact uh, that the children from the second marriage are obviously going to be considered mamzerim. Uh, and therefore, uh, because he's, he's made it explicit, it's almost like a condition, mati then he is able to uh, disrupt it and, 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 and hurt her and damage her and harm her. Uh, but if he just divorces her uh, without giving any reasons, uh, then you, he can't uh, turn around and say, listen, uh, if I, I, I divorced you because of uh, the, the fact that I thought you committed adultery, now I've checked it out, you're not committed adultery, it's, well, that's known as Varim Shebelev, uh, something in the heart, and then we can't uh, force, uh, we, we, that, that uh, no matter what he says at a later point in time, uh, then uh, it doesn't make, have any effect. Uh, and uh, we, we, would, we would say the get is a good get, and he can't uh, disrupt or hurt her in any way thereafter, because we disregard what he says. Okay, so that's uh, one version of Rav Nachman. Ikid Amra, Amar Rav Yosef Bar Minyumi, Amar Rav Nachman. There's another version of what Rav Yosef Bar Minyumi said in the name of Rav Nachman. Uh, and he says, No, Tzarek Shiomala, Have a Yodat, She Mishum Shemra, Ani Motiacha, Mishum Neder, Ani Motiach. Alright, uh, he says, I'm divorcing you, Dafka, uh, because of adultery. Uh, I've heard that you committed adultery, or Dafka, uh, because uh, you have uh, um, uh, vowed and stuff. And the, the reason for this, um, and Mishum Neder, Ani Metziach, alright, I'm sending you out because of the Shemra, Ani Metziach, Mishum Neder, Ani Metziach, because of the Neder that you vowed. Uh, I've done that. Kasava, according to this version, time am I, what is the reason? Kadai Shuloi, but not Yisrael, Prutzot, Ba'arayot, uh, so what happens is he doesn't want the Jewish uh, Jewish woman uh, to be loose and uh, uh, with uh, with their morals uh, etc. They have to make sure uh, that you know if, if you uh, if you if you do something this 
bad, uh, there's no coming back from it. And, and therefore, they'll, they'll make sure. They'll get a big shock if they know they could never get remarried to this guy. It's not that they can kiss and make up, and, uh, and that's it. So therefore, they will be very careful when it comes to these uh, forbidden relations, and also uh, even with a neder, and that's it. So therefore, they, they, they cannot ever go back to their husbands, uh, and therefore, uh, we want people to realize the seriousness of these actions. Okay, and that's why the husband has to specify so that everyone hears, you know, this woman, any other woman that uh, is, you know, in earshot type of thing, so they all have to uh, hear, and it warns them as well. All right, Tanya Kalishna at Kama, Tanya Kalishna Batra. We learn, like both versions of Rav Nachman's view, Tanya Kalishna Kama, we learn uh, in the first, like the first version, Amar uh, Abimah, why, if there's rumors of adultery or if there was a vow that she made and he divorces her, he's never allowed to take her back. What's going to happen is that she's going to go get married to someone else. And then it's found out to be totally false. This whole thing is found out to be false. If I knew that it was false, even if they gave me, uh, you know, a hundred times, a hundred uh, things, so like 10,000 uh, coins, uh, you know, what it says, I would never have divorced her. Okay, and that's it. So, you know, if the, he starts saying that he would never have divorced his wife, it was all, you know, it was based on a mistake in him, uh, a, a, a mistake in impressions, and therefore, uh, what, what uh, the, happens in this situation, Situation, he says, no, I'm going to do it. And, and therefore, what do we say? Nimsa get battle, if it were allowed to do such a thing, uh, he could say, listen, it was under false pretenses. I had no intention of giving the get if I would understand the true situation. Uh, therefore, um, it's, it's not a good get. Retroactively, it's a it's battle. And therefore, uh, this woman is now um, gone and uh, committed adultery, even though it was unwilling in the stage, because she says her husband uh, is still uh, insistent that the marriage is good. Uh, and therefore, uh, the children from that second marriage are now in Mamzerim. Uh, and and that, that's going to cause a big problem. And that's it. So therefore, we make a decree. So therefore, we make explicit to the husband, say, listen, uh, you can, you've got to be perfectly sure about this. If you believe uh, that she has committed adultery in your rights uh, to divorce her, no problem. But uh, you should know that uh, it's, a, it's, in full, uh, it's a final decision over here, that uh, you've got no way back. Uh, from this, and the same thing with regard to a nedo. All right, and that's the the first version specifically about adultery. Uh, and now uh, Tanya Kalishnabatra. We also learn uh, another statement uh, about the uh, uh, vows. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Mishum Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Yosi, says, "Mi'unai ma amru hamotzi tishto Mishum Shemra lo achsir Mishum nedo lo achsir." Why uh, do we say that uh, a a woman divorced because of potential adultery or uh, because of uh, a vow is not ever allowed to take her back. Should we have been to Israel, a prutzot variot, so that they won't be loose and uh, uh, with arayot, uh, 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 they're going to, you know, the, um, sleep around or, you know, do things like that. Uven uh, the and the same thing. Uh, they're not going to watch their tongues. Lefichach omrim lo. Therefore, in order to publicize the, the, the matter, omer lo. Have a yodat. Shemishum shemra. 
So therefore, uh, they have to tell them, uh, I am divorcing you because of this uh, bad behavior, either uh, sexual misbehavior or else uh, that you're making vows. And therefore, uh, he is he's telling them that up front. All right, so the next part of the Mishnah, uh, Rabbi Hudomar. Rabbi Yehuda says, uh, Okay, if the, the public was aware of it, um, then you can't divorce her. If it was just a private matter and they weren't aware of it, uh, then he is allowed to remarry her. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, but Levi, my time at Rabbi Yehuda, what is the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? We does it to do. Alright, so this is uh, uh, talking about uh, after, uh, we're talking about the give on him. Okay, so maybe a bit of background over here. What happens is when the Jewish people come into Eretz Yisrael, uh, they, uh, the, the, the commandment was uh, to go along and kill out uh, all the occupants of Eretz Yisrael. So Yeshua, uh, as he was about to come in, he says, listen, uh, you, you have a... Uh, a choice uh, with uh, what you want to do. Either uh, you can um, uh, make peace, okay, you can make peace, uh, or else, you know, before we come in, you can come along and make peace with us, uh, or um, you can uh, leave the country, you're most welcome to leave, uh, that's it, if you don't want to make peace, but then you know, we're coming in, so you might as well leave, uh, or else uh, you can fight, uh, and, that, and that's it. So uh, really what happens is, is that uh, we, wore, we came into the land, <coughs> the Jews came into the land, and then uh, we get approached by this, these people, uh, you know, uh, from Givon, uh, etc., and they said, listen, uh, they, they were dressed in very old clothes, and, uh, you know, they, they, they looked like they've been traveling long times, and they said, listen, oh, you know, we just, we've been traveling for ages and we come here we come here to make peace with you uh, etc and uh, what happens is Yoshua goes and makes peace with them and then later on it's found out uh, that they didn't been, hadn't been traveling for long at all it was all a, a subterfuge uh, all a disguise that they put on and really uh, they kind of were living part of the, the seven nations uh, that would have been destroyed and um they uh, uh, and, and and they should have been destroyed. But Yeshua uh, said, "Listen, uh, the the fact is that the Jewish people, and that's the pasuk of here, chapter nine of Yeshua, uh, it says, Velohikum Bnei Israel, the Bnei Israel never uh, destroyed these uh, Givonim, okay? And it says because they swore uh, to them not to destroy them. All right, so that's it. Uh, the leaders of the congregation uh, uh, swore to them. Okay, so so really the, the, that's the concept is that because it was done uh, in." front of the leaders uh, and it's known by the public uh, we didn't want to do it uh, and, uh, and we said he said we won't wouldn't be allowed uh, to do it that is Rabbi Yeshua uh, Rabbi Huda's uh, opinion. So now, Verabanan, how did, would the rabbis react to that? Because uh, that seems to be just this, this initial uh, opinion, Rabbi Huda's opinion. The rabbis would say, Hatam, I ilavayu, uh, klau. He says, no, uh, they, they lied. It was a total lie, and therefore the oath wouldn't have um, um, uh, you know, be, uh, taken hold of them at all. Uh, so the rabbis say, listen, they lied, uh, and therefore, because it says, uh, never took a, uh, on them at all, never uh, applied to them at all. They said, we came from a faraway country. Uh, and that was a total lie. They never, they were just from around the corner. Uh, so therefore, the shua never took place, uh, on them at all. And therefore, uh, the fact that they never killed them is only because Mishum Kiddush, uh, Kiddush, 
Kedushat Hashem, because of the um, honor of, uh, of Hashem's name. In other words, if they would have killed them, they would have desecrated Hashem's name, uh, even though you know, it would have been seen as a desecration of Hashem's name. In other words, that they wouldn't have kept their vows, even though uh, people wouldn't have investigated it, properly would have seen that they actually did, did keep their vows. But uh, that's not uh, what you do. You just have to be extra careful uh, with these types of things. Okay. And that's it. So that's his source. Rabim is Rabim. Rav Nachman Amar Shlosha. There's uh, there are three. We're going to see the reasons for that in a second. Rabbi Yitzchak Asra. Ten people. Uh, so now the opinions. Rav Nachman Amar Shlosha. Rav Nachman says Shlosha because uh, it says uh, when it talks about a zavah, it says if a woman has a flow of blood for many days. Uh, it says Yamim. Uh, yamim, the plural, uh, the minimum amount of days, plural, uh, is Shnaim. Okay, and Rabim uh, adds on to uh, another day for three. So you have to have three uh, days. Rav Yitzhak Amar Asara, Dictive Eida. And Rav Yitzhak says uh, the vow in front of the public uh, can't be dissolved because that's ten people. Uh, and this is talking about uh, it, uh, the case of the spies where it says the cause the spies and Eida. And there were twelve, uh, this uh, wicked congregation, and there are ten uh, bad spies uh, that came back and gave the negative report of Israel. Okay, next quote from Mishnah. Rabbi Meir May, the third opinion was Rabbi Meir. Uh, if a divorced her due to any vow that needs uh, a chacham to release it, uh, then he's not allowed to marry her. But if it was uh, a vow between him and herself, really he could remarry her. Rabbi Lezomer, lo asru tzarech, uh, he says no those that need vows that don't need vows we 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 bind them, we uh, combine them and say listen in both cases uh, that's that would take place my what is the argument between Rabbi Maya and Rabbi Lazar uh, <coughs> this is uh, no Rabbi Maya says listen uh, a man doesn't mind that his wife gets uh, you know embarrassed in court okay uh, so he draws that have her embarrassed in court, uh, then, um, uh, then, then divorce her. So he says, listen, uh, even though uh, you know, the husband can still claim that if he knew it could be dissolved, uh, he wouldn't have divorced her. Okay, but one that's uh, uh, just between him and her, uh, he can't say, oh, I, wouldn't, I didn't know uh, that I could not do it. He says, well, it's one thing uh, to go in course, uh, you know, in, 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 course, in court, sorry, um, uh, he doesn't mind that, uh, but if it's between him and her, he is, he can't say that he didn't know that he could annul it. Okay, uh, if he would say the divorce was mistaken, he would he wouldn't do it. And Rabbi Lazar Savar and Adam Rotzeh No, a person doesn't want his wife uh, disgraced in court, so he would go so far as to divorce her rather than and, and embarrass uh, have her. I don't know, maybe embarrass him, embarrass her, uh, etc. So therefore, uh, in that case, if he would have said, if uh, he could have claimed that the vow, if he knew the vow could have been. <coughs> um, uh, you know, even though he says, uh, I don't know, the Chacham could do it, uh, still in that case, we wouldn't want, to, we don't believe him because uh, it would still mean going to court. Okay. However, uh, the, he would be believed uh, if he would state that he didn't know that he had the ability to nullify uh, the vow. Okay, and uh, but then Rabbi Lazar says, you know, that that would be uh, the the issue. But now, uh, and what 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 happens is uh, because and and uh, in the case that doesn't need. Um, 
uh, to, to go to the court, and we would say, listen, in, in that case, uh, that uh, he would be believed in, uh, to, to, to say that his wife could get, uh, he didn't know that he could annul his wife's thing, which could lead, obviously, to the problems that we had earlier. And But then, so therefore, what do we say? Rabbi Laza says, listen, once we said, uh, with, with, in this case, we talk about the, the, the vows of, uh, we, we talk about both vows, both that vows that did have to go to court, and both that vows didn't have to go to court. I'm Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rav Yossi, the son of Rav Yehuda, says, Masa, uh, but Saidan, uh, so this, there was a case in Saidan where the man uh, said to his wife, Konam, uh, if I don't divorce you, and then she divorced, he divorced her ultimately, but then he allowed them to remarry uh, her. The rabbis did, my, uh, Tanya, Tekatani, Masa. So now all of a sudden, we've been talking about things that the wife uh, does, and uh, it has an effect on, on the marriage, and all of a sudden, we swap around uh, to the uh, the husband uh, taking vows. Uh, and, uh, you know, so what's the connection between the two? How do we get there? And the Gemara says, uh, It's as if it's missing words, and this is what it, how it's written. When we say such a thing, uh, when she took a vow, a vow uh, you know, then, then he can't marry her. Uh, but uh, if, uh, if 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 he took a vow, uh, uh then if he takes a vow, uh, then we aren't concerned about it, and uh, he does. He is able to take her back because uh, men probably don't take vows as easily as women. Okay, that's what uh, the assumption seems to be here. Amar Yossi, Rabbi Huda, and Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Huda, says, "Masenami betzidian bechad sheamar leshto konam im ani megar sheikh." And there was now we bring the case of the man. Uh, who said uh, to his woman, he says, Quanam, that I'm, I'm not going to, um, you know, unless I divorce you, uh, then, um, uh, you know, the, uh, and then he divorced her. And the rabbis did allow him to take uh, back. So that's a connection uh, between uh, the first part of the Mishnah, which talked about her, and the second part of the Mishnah, which talked about him. My Konam, uh, what does it mean in the term, what does Konam mean? And this takes us back for a few seconds to Nadarim. He says, uh, Rav Huna says, it's all the produce in the world will be forbidden to me if I don't divorce you. And that's how I did. All right, so now, and I allowed him to remarry her. Surely, Pshita, uh, surely that's obvious. What might you have thought? You might have thought, uh, obviously, you know, why wouldn't he be allowed to marry her? Uh, and, you know, as you might have thought, it's like Rabbi Natan, the Tanya. Rabbi Natan, Bana Bama. Uh, you might think it's going back also to something to be discussed in uh, Nadarim is where uh, Rabbi Natan says if you vow it's as if you have actually built a Bama uh, during the time uh, when the Beit HaMikdash was around and uh, you're not allowed to do such a thing and you might think that if you fill uh, the vow uh, then what uh, you, the, you uh, it's, you've actually gone and brought a Korban on it you've actually brought a sacrifice on that offering uh, uh, you know on that altar uh, which is a forbidden thing so you've like, compounded it so by uh, agreeing uh, to this thing uh, and doing it is like you've done it. So you might think uh, that the, we would penalize the husband and say you're not allowed to remarry her uh, to punish him uh, for this sin. Uh, therefore, Kamash Malan, uh, we see that that is not the case. Right, the Gemara says, olam, uh, because of the betterment of the world. What is that? Olam, ika. What is the, the issue over there? And the Gemara says, Amar of Shashit Arashat. It's talking about the first part uh, of the, the clause. In other words, 
it's not uh, what, what Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda just said. It's talking about why that you're not allowed to remarry a woman uh, because of that, uh, the, you know, that you divorce because that could lead to problems, as we explained, either because of uh, the kilkul, uh, dis, uh, the, the harm that could be caused to her if she's subsequently married or because of nadarim. Uh, and Ravina says, you know, so it's, uh, Ravina says, no, Lola Masaifa, really, it's about the end part. No, we say it's because of tikkun olam, uh, but there's no tikkun olam issue over there. So, you know, it's, uh, it's only that, that he's not allowed to remarry her for the, the world. That's only in the case where the woman took a vow. But when he took a vow, uh, then that's not. Okay, uh, that brings us to the next Mishnah. And um, we see as follows. Uh, Mishnah says, What happens if a woman, a man, divorces his wife because she's an Ayalonit? Uh, and it says, uh, She is an Ayalonit. Remember, we had this back in Yavamot where a woman uh, comes from the root word Ayal, uh, like a ram. Uh, and therefore, in other words, she's, she's, got, uh, she's got like a deep voice and she doesn't have breasts and, and, and stuff like that. And she, it, it's quite clear uh, that she is unable to give birth. Uh, if you divorce her because of that, and uh, and you in, in, you'd be entitled to divorce her uh, as a result of that, because uh, this woman definitely cannot have children uh, for you, and that might be a reason for the divorce. Uh, Rabbi Huda, my lawyer, Rabbi Huda, in this instance, says you're not allowed to take her back uh, ever. And the rabbis say you can. Um, uh, take her back. What happens if she does get married to another man and somehow uh, she manages to have um, uh, children from that other man? Uh, and then she comes back to her first husband and she said, listen, uh, it's obviously your fault uh, that I couldn't uh, have children uh, because here I've had children with the other man and I want uh, my money for my ketubah because it was essentially you uh, that caused the problem over there. I'm a Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says, uh, so We've had this also before, I think in... Um, Yevamato Kutubot, etc. He says, be, you being quiet uh, is better than your speech. Uh, because uh, if you, you know, rather it's best for you to, to, to not claim this. Uh, because if you do, then I say the whole marriage uh, was based on a false uh, inference. And therefore, one of those children uh, that you've now had would be Mamzerim. So it's a similar type of uh, idea that you say it was under false pretenses, similar to the previous Mishnah, uh, that it was done under false pretenses. And that could lead to a kilkul over here. So the Gemara says, Lamaimra. Uh, uh, do we say, because in this mission it seems that Rabbi Huda is worried about uh, harm that she, can happen if she uh, suddenly changed her mind about uh, the divorce, okay? Uh, and you know, he'd, he'd say, you know, uh, make a, an about face on the, on the divorce, and he'd say it's no good. And, uh, and the rabbis aren't worried about it, but we surely, in the previous Mishnah, uh, we learned them, so heard them say the opposite. Did none, as we learned in our Mishnah. Uh, in the previous mission, we said, the Tanakhama said, which is the rabbis, uh, a man who divorces his wife uh, is not allowed to remarry her again. Uh, Rabbi Hudomar, Rabbi Huda says, uh, and Rabbi Huda says, if you divorced her, uh, you know, it, uh, about any vow, uh, as we said, that the public was aware of, uh, you know, then then he's not allowed to take it back. If, it, if they didn't know about it, uh, then he is allowed to remarry her. Alma, so the only point of dispute seemingly is about the vow. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, 
Seemingly, Rabbi Huda is not worried about the Kilkul uh, element of it. He seems to uh, not not worried about that. And the only difference is, he says whether it's a vow uh, that can uh, lead to it or not. Okay, so uh, that's it. And the rabbis are saying, no, you're not allowed to take her back because of the Kilkul. Uh, so Rabbi Huda is saying, so he's not he's not right. Okay, so how how would you reconcile that? So I'm a Shmuel Eipoch. Uh, Shmuel says actually we should change around our Mishnah and therefore say it is Rabbi Huda that says he can remarry her. Uh, afterwards, even if she said it was an aisle on it, and he wa- he's not worried about any kill call that would happen. The rabbis say, no, uh, she wouldn't be allowed to be married because they are worried about it. Uh, so the Gemara says, but hold on one sec, but what about the last part? Uh, what happens if this woman got married to someone else? And then she does somehow manage to have children from that second husband. Then she's coming back and uh, uh, demanding her kutuba. I'm Rabbi Huda. In this case, uh, in this situation, uh, Rabbi Huda says, "Omela shtikuta yafei midiburach shukutayich yafei midiburach." So your silence is better than your speech. In other words, rather keep quiet because uh, otherwise it's going to be worse for you. Michlal, Rabbi Huda chayish likukula because Rabbi Huda seems here that he is worried about uh, the kilkul, the the destruction of this woman uh, due to uh, an assumption that she's now going to have found to have. Uh, slept with another man and the children on Mamzerim, uh, etc. So the Gemara says, Hi, Nami Apok. So according to Shmuel, uh, you would have to reverse that as well. And it would be the rabbis that are worried about that, and Rabbi Yehuda uh, wouldn't be worried about it. That is uh, the one way of doing it. And it says, Amar Abayah. Uh, actually, Abai Amar Abai says, No, Lolam Lo Tepok. Don't have to reverse uh, their opinions, uh, keep them as they are. And there's a distinction. Rabbi Huda, Bahi Sava like Rabbi Meir, Basava like Rabbi Laza. Uh, when, it, when it talks about, uh, Rabbi Huda is worried about uh, the potential of uh, problems for this woman. Uh, but in that Mishnah, which talks about the woman that took a vow, he holds like Rabbi Meir. Uh, but in the other one, where it talks about the um, Rabbi Laza, uh, he holds like the opinion in the other way, like Rabbi Laza. So what is that? As we started off pretty much our shoot today, but Sarek Savalek Rabbi Lazar, but Sarek Savalek Rabbi Lazar, which I know Sarek Savalek Rabbi Ma. In the case of vow uh, that needs uh, to be undone by Achacham, you hold Zach Rabbi Lazar that there's no problem over there and the husband wouldn't want his wife uh, to go uh, in front of the course, the court. That would be a disgrace for her, uh, but then in the case of the vow uh, that doesn't, that could have been done between him and her, who says that uh, we wouldn't believe a husband uh, if he were to state that he was unaware that he could nullify uh, the vow. So that's how we, we could, could reconcile uh, that. However, Amar Rava, Rava says, listen, you've reconciled Rabbi Huda, fine, uh, in that instance, and you've differentiated between the different cases, but um, Ad Rabbi Huda, Ad Rabbi Huda, Kasha, um, uh, is it only between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda, uh, the different statements between this Mishnah and the previous Mishnah, that you had a problem, and now you've resolved it. Ad Rabbanan, Ad Rabbanan, Ad Rabbanan, Law Kasha, but what about the Rabbi's opinion uh, in the two different minion, uh, Mishnahs? Surely that is also a problem. Ella uh, Amarava, so Rava gives a uh, more full answer. He says, no, Ad Rabbi Huda, Ad Rabbi Huda, Law as we just learned, uh, the statement of Rabbi Huda uh, can be reconciled, as we just learned uh, previously, in a second, you know, the, the, the difference between Rabbi Ma and Rabbi Lazar, uh, and you can hold like one where there is a, um, uh, where you have to go to Chacham, and one that where the husband could do it himself, uh, but still, so we, we can learn it that way. Uh, but the Rabbanan, Ad Rabbanan, even the Rabbis, the Rabbis, there's no problem. 
Man Chachamim, who are the rabbis in this uh, situation? Rabbi Meir. Uh, it is Rabbi Meir who says, uh, You need a, a doubled condition. Uh, when you say something, you say, Listen, uh, if you do this, uh, then that. And if you don't do that, uh, then uh, the, the, you know, something else. So, in other words, uh, if uh, X, then Y, and if not X, not Y. Uh, that is what you have to, you have to say. Uh, and in this situation, Hachamayskin, and we're talking about here, it's a law of Kafla, that's an I. And we're not dealing here where he, he, he made it in that format. He's only stating her that he's divorcing her because she's an eye on it. He, he didn't say uh, the positive of that, I'm, I'm not going to divorce you if you're not an eye on it. If you would have said that, uh, then we would have been in, uh, in, in, you know, in, in trouble and there would have been a Kasha. But now this is going like he didn't double it up and therefore uh, we ignore the condition and therefore even he could remarry her. All right, that is a fairly good place to stop uh, and we'll pick up tomorrow uh, with a new Mishnah. Everyone should have a great day.